welcome to another episode of Kava J Screening Room. I'm your host, Kava Jalinas, and I am not recording solo for the first time in what feels like five years because it's been a weird breaks between episodes. Kayvon is here. Hello, Kayvon. Kayvon is joining us from Central European time. And that's Central dedication. European standard time. Yeah. Cest. Um, thank you for being here. Honestly, I came up with this idea, which I will explain in a second, on a whim. And I knew that Kayvon would need to be consulted because, I don't know. I think we've had a deep connection to film scores ever since we got into film. Just thinking back on what our iTunes store purchases must have been. I don't know. Obviously, this episode is on music scores. If you saw the title, Kayvon, first impression. What do you think about music? Give us your full take. I love it. Wow. Such a slur. (laughs) I'm surprised it took us this long to do this, actually. I know. I don't think we really talk about film scores a lot. I would assume we would do something with Hans because... you, You and I... And we're like texting each other constantly talking about film scores. So that's why it's surprising to me. I meant on the podcast. We don't really talk about film scores. I, it's definitely been mentioned in passing relating to like certain things that we've seen. But we don't explicitly talk about it. Agreed. Yeah. Until today. It's definitely a lacking spot. It's Actually, like, I'm still not going to talk about it. Imagine. As we end season three, I just need to fill in all the spots that I did not get to. And film scores is one of them. So, is this the season finale? I don't think, no, I think it's the penultimate episode, if I'm not mistaken. It is what it is. All right. So, basically, I have enlisted Kayvon to help me complete the 12 most essential film scores of the past 12 years. So, that could get boring. I was doing research on the train. It took like an hour. That's kind of hype. I love writing things on notebooks on the train. I had to, there was no other way. Did you have a table or were you just holding it and hoping? I was holding and hoping. Wow. Impressive. I'm like, the amount of sacrifices you've made to join the episode is intense. I don't um, really listen that many, but no worries. Well, you know what? I'm just happy to have someone back here. It's been a very long time talking to the void of, of the production software. You're just, you're just talking to the wall. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we're getting distracted. So basically, Kayvon and I are teaming up to come up with the 12 most essential movie scores, not soundtracks, of the past 12 years. But to put a spin on things so that we're not just listing a bunch of things that we've prepared and have written notes about like usual, we decided that we're not going to tell each other what we're saying. Kayvon, some of us do write notes. I do. You, you're I've just never here for the written a single note for any of these. Oh my God. Behind the scenes action is not going well. Um, there is no behind the scenes. I just show up. And, okay, some of us have to put in the work. And I'm some of us. I'm some of us. It's going to take seven years to explain this relatively simple topic. Um, just spit it out. I'm, I'm trying. So the last thing I need to say before we can jump into this is that Kayvon and I are going to do alternating years. He's going to do the even years. I'm going to do the odd years. And we don't know what each other put. So there's some guesses. I know when Kayvon took the odd year, there was one thing that I'm like 99.9% sure he's going to take. But I think a lot of this, a lot of this is a mystery. But before we get into it, Kayvon, what was your your research process like? How did you 
were there certain years that you knew you needed to do a score and then other years you had to look up movies and what came out that year or run, run me through this? Well, I started by doing it wrong. I was going through the Oscars and I would do the even years and then realize that the even years were movies from odd years. So yeah. then I had to go all the way back. Although I wasn't that impressed with a lot of the Oscar nominees, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to so. list them off when we go through the years, but me, neither was I. There were some weird ones in there. It's like, huh. I was thinking that. Like, the fact that, like, all three of the new Star Wars movies got nominated, like... Well, that's John Williams. And he gave us nothing new. Sorry. Stop. He's, about, he's like, just announced <laughs> his retirement, too. Like, on Monday. He should have announced it, like, 10 <laughs> years ago. They could have just reused, like, the first six Star Wars. Anyway. Um... So, yeah, I went, I was trying to think of, like, the most efficient way to see the movies that came out per year, because obviously there's a lot of them per year. Hmm. So I would go to IMDb, because they have them, like, listed by year. Same. That was the best one. Okay, the problem with that is what I learned when I was, I would say, like, 2017, 2019, when I'm more familiar with the movies and the scores, because they're so recent, was that. All of the yeah. indies, it's all, it's like ranked yeah. by the IMDb popularity list, which is never a good sign. Um, so finding no, I stuff, agree. but that's why I would issue. I would use that, and then the Oscar thing, and then I would cross reference it with my movie score playlist. Mm. Oh, that's missing. smart. Okay, so what percentage of your train ride was spent coming up with this list? Like twenty percent. Oh, okay. Okay. Impressive. All on a phone. I knew what I wanted. Huh? All on your phone. All on the phone. Yeah. yeah. This is very impressive. Thank you. All right. Are you ready to dive in? Oh, I did have one more question for you. Was coming up with something for 2022, which we're only now about seven months in, was it hard or easy? Let me tell you. It was hard. Okay. That's what I assumed. Well, it wasn't that hard. There's been a couple of pretty good sound or scores, so yeah. I mean, it's been a good movie year. Check out my most. I guess it was easy, easy because I didn't really have to like pick between a lot of heavy contenders. That's also true, and you don't have the Oscar bias telling you what not to pick. If you, if I've you never used the Oscar bias. All right. So without further ado, Kayvon, you're starting us off. Will this be a reckless pick or an expected one? Uh, 2010. Yeah. I'm expecting you to play it safe, but do you want me to guess? Oh, I would not guess that. That is a good pick. This is the year of Inception, is it not? I know. It was obviously between Tron and Inception. (laughs) And the social network, which took the Oscar that year. Yeah. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are cool, but they'll get some love later. Um, And to be honest, I didn't really remember the social network score. Oh my God, you're not an avid listener to Hand Covers Bruise. The Tron Legacy score is pretty, like, awesome. It's amazing. Honestly, the best part of that movie by far. Daft Punk. Yeah. Like, also, Daft Punk's little cameo when they're at the club in that movie is so easily... Fun. The yeah. only reason worth watching it. Yeah, do you remember... I think there was a remix album that Daft Punk didn't approve and it became an issue, but there's some bangers on that, too. It's, it's such a good soundtrack. It's yeah. actually also just such an whoever was like in charge of that was just so aware of the vibe of the movie and like getting Daft Punk in 2010 to 
to produce, like to compose a movie score, like a sci-fi movie is so awesome. It's also funny because it's Disney where it's like after Daft Punk never playing a festival after that one tour, uh, a lot of 2007 and like going pretty against the grain with everything, like submitting to Disney of all places is just kind of funny to me. I don't know, but it was also 2010. It was a very different time. Like random access memories is not a thing. Get Lucky had not invaded the adolescent summer of 2013 or whenever that song came out. Um, sure. I'm glad they got the check. There's a deluxe version of that album that came out last year, finally. Um, like a month before. It's like I'm tweeting died. cryptic shit. That was just like tweeting. I know. Drop like I something know. they've already dropped. Do you think their social media manager gets paid well? Because I think it's just one of them. <laughs> It has to be. Although they're just like a couple of French idiots. Stop. Cannot be attacking Daft Punk here. That is a good pick. No, um, I know, but like French idiots don't tweet. All right. That that is a good pick. That's I think a good start. So a little curveball off of that, right? I know. This is the one that I think will be the biggest curveball coming from my side. And 2011, not the most promising year for movie scores, at least from my not that vivid memory because I was only nine. Um, I had two contenders here and there's one that I remember listening to in 2011 and one that I recently saw and was like, I this is it. I want to include this. And it is the Melancholia score um, by the City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra. This score is like 20 minutes long and also just includes like the most haunting crescendo ever. I don't know if you remember how Melancholia ends. Like the but... opening credits. Oh, not just the that. Opening credits is also crazy. Yeah. The final shot of Melancholia is like the scare. I just watched Melancholia earlier this year and it's like the scariest thing I've ever seen. And I remember vividly it was also because the score was like booming and my theater was shaking and also like 95 degrees inside. And, you saw it in theaters? Yeah, I saw it on 35. It was a good time. Oh, what the fuck? Talk about a crazy... Uh, it was definitely, it was definitely not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was fighting. I had to walk through, like, a snowstorm to get there. Then I entered the theater and have to remove, like, three jackets because it's so hot. Um, but, yeah. Scary, scary movie. Great wedding sequence. Um... Well, not for the guy or, or Kirsten's character. So that's my 2011 pick. Let's run it to 2012. A year wait, I don't remember your, much what, Wait, I think we should do... I want to know what the others in contention were. Do you have your other list too? Yeah. Oh, okay. My other one was Drive, which I think is also Banger. a great score. Yeah. Wow, I don't that's listen, kind of a snub. Listen to the Melancholia score. I wasn't going to include it, and then I listened to it, and I've been listening to it nonstop. On the subway, I created... Why would you like, do Clint like that? It's Cliff. Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, not you snubbing him even more than I did. Yeah. What was your... Apologies to the viewers for this late in the game switch, but what was your contender for 2010? That was it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. 
when I came up with like a couple solid ones, I was like, okay, what's well, obviously between these ones, and then I just stopped looking. Okay. That's probably valid. Those IMDb lists are like 75 pages long. There's a lot of movies. <laughs> it was like it was like you're doing a one out of one to fifty out of seven thousand five hundred ninety-one <laughs> feature films released. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, thank you for your service, IMDb. All right, 2012. Uh 2012, I picked Cloud Atlas. I don't think I've ever heard this score. It's so good got like 10 people on it too it's like tom twerk uh, <laughs> is that the, is that how you pronounce his name i don't know tom who twiker tiker something i don't know king i think both the wachowski sisters are on it let's go um but yeah it's absolutely electric but this was a hard year though because i had to snub hans again <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises. Out of the Hans discography, I would low-key say Man of Steel, which I think was also 2012. No, As, it wasn't is... because I had to go. It was 2013. Oh, oh no. Not me about to snub You Hans. snubbed him. Because I was like, oh, oh my, my God. Whichever year Man of Steel came out is winning. Okay. No, because as I'm looking at 2013, it is the year where I had the most snubs. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, 2013 was a good year for music and movies. But Man of Steel is a great soundtrack. Also, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the Dark Knight Rises soundtrack like that. Um, to, like the second half of the movie has a lot of bangers. Okay. Once shit gets popping, if you will. Um, the comeback, the revival, the Bruce Wayne revival. What, when he jumps out of the and cave? Then, well, like, that process starting from there oh when he's at the bottom of the cave trying to jump out of the cave when he gets in the hole oh okay um but yeah it's pretty on par with the rest of the batmans which is why i kind of left it up and obviously hans is going to get his his applause later yeah that is true i think the cloud atlas soundtrack is really underrated okay you know, especially since the Cloud Atlas theme is just so. I get we were doing it iconic, but it's not really iconic to people, but it's iconic to me. <laughs> you are care. the people. I you are I the, am people. the people. I, this is another movie I need to watch that I haven't. And I, like multiple people lately have told me I need to see Cloud Atlas, which is true. And I also wish we had done a Wachowski Sisters episode for Resurrections because I think it would have been fun to rank their movies. We still can. Uh, they have a lot of classics. Oh, that's true. You heard it here first, coming soon. With the Wong Kar Wai um, episode that's been teased for a year now. That's so true. Happy birthday, Tony Long. Anyway, continue. Happy birthday, King. Love you. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay, the other ones on my list were Skyfall. Mm, that's a um, good one. Place Beyond the Pines, just because of that absolute classic. And uh, Disconnect. That song with On the Nature of Daylight, right? I don't the, know. The one Max Richard song that's sky, super, written in the super sky. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Disconnect soundtrack's really good. So good. Attached to I such feel a like that's. I feel like that song is iconic because, like, on a more universal scale, because of the violin version and the rival. Well, it's also just really popular in general. 
That's why I was always confused. It's attached to Disconnect because I don't think anyone's seen Disconnect. Like it, uh, it doesn't seem like a movie that a weird movie. It was a weird premise movie. It's Looking back on it, come on. Yeah, that's a good pick. Shit, I, you I had will to disconnect to in 2013. You are not making it 2022. Internet's way more intense than it was in 2013. Should they make a sequel? <laughs> Still disconnecting. All right, 2013. So Man of Steel is not going to be my pick. I'm actually going to go with The Wind Rises, the Joe Hashashi soundtrack from The Wind Rises. Um, one of its two soundtracks of this year. This soundtrack is incredible. This movie is also incredible. Um, shout out to what HBO Max. Uh, the Tale of Princess Kaguya, which is also amazing. I was listening to that soundtrack yesterday as well. Um, I there's not much to say about this one. As in, it's just so perfect in tone with the movie and like this idea of dreaming and trying to see beauty and things that, you know, aren't meant to see beautiful or be beautiful. And that's like 100% apparent in this soundtrack. Opening title song, I think it's called A Journey slash Dream of Flight is so, so good. I think that, I don't know where he's been recently. I'm hoping he's going to come back for How Do You Live whenever that movie comes out. Um but obviously, all of the soundtracks are amazing. All the Studio Ghibli songs are bangers. And this is like the only way to represent him because Ghibli is yeah, not going to say stuff. None of them are better than Spirited Away. Well, Kayvon, Spirited Away did not come out in the past 12 years. No, I'm aware. Disappointingly. <laughs> I'm aware, but I, I, was, I was hoping you'd give him the recognition he deserves. Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad I could do that. Also, did you ever see Earwig and the Witch? No. The 3D Studio Ghibli. Yeah, okay, yeah. Bad time. <laughs> Not a good time. The animation you... style scared me. It it was so horrifying. It looked what like it... something that it, like it looked like it was like I don't know. It was just it made me feel uneasy. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> okay. So, so my other um, contenders were Oblivion by M8 Henry and a couple of other people. Um, shout out to Joseph Kaczynski, whose movies just have good soundtracks. Uh, given that Oblivion's not not a great film, and neither is Tron. Um, Before Midnight by Graham Reynolds, which I had never heard until yesterday, but started listening to and was quite good. Um, Short Term 12 by Joel P. West. Uh, and then I got thinking about Short Term 12 and how every person from that movie has gotten famous, which is crazy. Um, casting agent, I don't know if it was Allison Jones, but it has Allison Jones energy for what they managed to pull off. <laughs> Um, and then Tale of Princess Kaguya, which is another great, really, really slept on um, Ghibli film that is incredible and has a great Rami soundtrack. Malik, if you're listening to this, I hate you. Oh my God. Well, it is what it is. Speaking, not speaking of Rami Malik, shout out to a soundtrack from this, uh, from this year. Uh, great Gatsby soundtrack. Incredible. I don't know if you've, you haven't seen Elvis yet, have you? I don't want to see it. Yeah. It's the longest movie ever made, <laughs> which I don't think would want to make you see it more, but it's just an unfortunate fact. Um, but yeah, Great Gatsby soundtrack is great. And that final song, which is an instrumental song from the Great Gatsby soundtrack, is also great. 2014. The year. I thought this one was going to be, a, I mean, it obviously was an easy, easy one, but there were so many good soundtracks released this year, or scores. 
Interstellar was my obvious pick. <laughs> did he Just win for this? I think it's... No, he didn't. No. I don't think. Who did win? Oh. I think it was... Gravity. Oh, wait, no. It was Grand Budapest, no. sorry. Tracking the Oscar years is difficult. I agree. That's why it had me messed up at the beginning. Anyway, I think Interstellar is the greatest movie score ever composed. Um, you know I feel this way. I frequently listen to it just for fun. Valid. And listen, I feel like Interstellar without that score would not be as good as it is. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a, like one of the most popular movie soundtracks ever, too. It's one of the greatest soundtracks ever. Well, you already said it was the greatest. Are those? I don't know. <laughs> it is the greatest. I know. Hans. He has a gift. He has a gift. Also, talk about someone who's been employed. Like, how do you balance all these different things at once? Because you've really seen like seven or eight soundtracks per year. His head must be so loud. <laughs> I wonder if he has synesthesia. This is why Hans get on the... Like when you see color from music. I mean, sing something. <laughs> sing um, like fully HD visions. I mean, the coolest part of the interstellar is that slapping him in the Is that it? Did he not see the movie and compose these? Oh things yeah, he just, Chris Chris Nolan just gave him like a page of notes about the movie. No, this was just like okay. King. He okayed. He did his thing. Um. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know. Movie's emotional, obviously, but it would not be as emotional without the scores. Like when Matthew McConaughey is leaving the farm, or like even in the end, like the third act is pretty iffy, I would say. <laughs> but if you just have Stay playing in the background, it's just like I'm gonna die. Also, the final shot. Um, or the final sequence and the song from the score that plays during that sequence is incredible yeah it's um so good movie for those who haven't seen it i don't know if you've heard of christopher nolan's interstellar but <laughs> <laughs> pretty indie film yeah um but no that was a hard year because it was i was like okay interstellar is obviously winning and then i was looking at the other movies from that year and whiplash came out that year which has an unreal score yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a good score. Unreal score. And Grand Budapest obviously won, but it has, it's my favorite Wes Anderson score by far. R- uh, Rushmore has something to discuss with you. The Rushmore's were so good. I'm not listening. Okay. <laughs> so sorry. Um, <laughs> Ex Machina also came out that year. Underrated has a really good score. Mm. Especially in like the third act. Um, an imitation game obviously has a pretty good score. Is that also Alexander? I think it is. Okay. Yeah, it does have a good score. Um, all good picks. Kayvon, 2014 and 2015 are Loki your year because this one's for you. Um, Mad Max. I ha- yeah, I had to go with it. Just because I. This score is so baked into the identity of the movie that you don't have the chaos of the action if you don't have the chaos of the score. And I think Junkie XL understands that. 
well his name is Junkie XL so I would hope he does understand that um which is just a chaotic name but I think he goes by Tom Holkenborg for the purposes of this movie aka Junkie XL um just a chaotic score obviously without the music we can't have the guy playing guitar on the on the what what is it a flow Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll have you know he's an employed Australian guitarist. Okay. He still wouldn't be able to play the music that Tom, a.k.a. Junkie, wrote for him. That's true. Um, His guitar would still have fire shooting out of it, though. That's true. Like, maybe we should... It's time for the evolution of guitars to include fire. It's not that hard. Think about how heavy it would be to have a fire blowing mechanism at the end of a guitar. (laughs) It is not that dangerous. It's not very rock and roll of you to come. Firefighter pod listeners, we're sorry for the allegations being made about fire guitars being safe. Um, Obviously, I think you like this score a lot more than I do because this is like one of your favorite movies ever. Um, But just, just a good score. And I think that I couldn't come up with any other things that I thought like really, really would have taken this off its loop i carol by carter burwell is also a great score final song for that score is amazing and then michael giacchino's inside out also has a really really good score and i remember that when this movie first came out but i mean it's mad max um there's not that much more to be said about it uh it lost to the hateful eight which also has a good score um i think it's morricone but yeah i don't think i ever saw that You've never seen The Hateful Eight? I don't think so. Okay. One of Quentin's weakest, so I get it. All right, 2016. 2016. I'm realizing now that 2014 to 2016 just knocks out three of my favorite movies of all time because I had to go with The Handmaiden for 2016. Oh, wow. That's a good pick. My... My second favorite score of all time has some absolute classics on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was a late one too because that was one that I went back and corroborated because I it didn't really come up that quick on the IMDb one. Mm. And I was getting bored perusing, and then I went back and cross referenced, and I was like, "Fuck, I forgot the handmade. <laughs> I forgot my Tamako, my Supi." Um, I'm wondering, what would you have put if you didn't see the hand? Like, if you forgot about the handmaiden, would it have been La La Land? Like the La La like Land, the Oscars. Obviously. Okay, I'm gonna make a case here that low key, and I thought this back when it came out. I actually like the Moonlight soundtrack more. I have Moonlight on there too, and Arrival, and Nocturnal Animals. Oh my, no, 2016 eight. It was fire. I forgot about Arrival. I mean, obviously, The Handmaiden absolutely slapped the rest of them. Like, it's not even close, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Actually, an like, underrated movie that more people should see is The Handmaiden. Underrated uh, score that more people should listen to. That score is absolutely just electric. That's true. That's true. Um, that's a good pick. That's a very good pick. That was a good year. I don't. Remember the Nocturnal Animal score, but the rest of those were also Amy Adams is having a, a year. Nocturnal she and Arrival. 
<laughs> I, I think Sharp year. Objects was that year too. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, it was like a year before. not doing well. Yeah, and now she's starring in prestige pictures like Dear Evan Hansen instead. So and um the one the, what's that the the like dog bitch or something you know that one that's coming out. What? It has an insane name. <laughs> Maybe it's like Night Bitch or something. It's wild. <laughs> she's a queen. All right. Well, happy to see she's employed. Um, so 2017. This and 2013 were the two big years for me, I think. They take up the most space. But I don't know if because it's long names. But I'll just run through. Well, uh, the one that I'm going with is Johnny Greenwood's Phantom Thread Score because Phantom Thread is amazing and i don't think johnny greenwood's name is going to be mentioned it'll be mentioned i don't think it will be what? taking one of these slots i know this is my way of saying i'm not picking spencer because oh the that, power of the dog no but power of the dog will be an honorable mention teaser foreshadowing um which is hard because i really do like the power of the dog soundtrack the phantom thread soundtrack is incredible the fact that there's like I think four renditions of the song Phantom Thread and each of them sounds so distinct from one another. And House of Woodcock, which Reynolds Woodcock is such a funny name. I don't know if they're I don't know what PTA was going for. Um or I think he was going for like British prestige. And I feel like that is the most British prestige name ever. Every um, time I listen to House of Woodcock, I just want to like drink tea and be mean to people. <laughs> I get it and it has like a sweeping introduction that I think is like why this soundtrack stands out to me so much it's like it feels like it's very much its own product that it's attached to this movie and like reminds like listening to I think Phantom Thread 2 which is like this deeply eerie version like you're taken straight back to how that movie ends but like mm-hmm. even listening to House of Woodcock and just listen on its own and like even if it didn't come with Phantom Thread it would be just this incredible like piece of orchestral music um i think it's pga's best score i would agree i think it's johnny's best score honestly up for debate okay obviously we're mentioning johnny greenwich which means that him not knowing how to play piano for like the first six months of radiohead has to be mentioned (laughs) um because that is so cool also have you heard of the smile the band the smile Okay, it's basically like Tom York, Johnny Greenwood, and someone else. Uh, shout out to their album. I think it's called A Light for Attracting Attention. It just came out this year. It's very good um, for any Radiohead, Greenwood fans out there. Yeah, so a couple... Oh, is there anything you want to say on this that hasn't already been said? Is this your favorite PTA? No. No, no it's not. But it's my okay. second. No, it's, it's either my second or my third. Okay. Um, this is my favorite PTA. I probably mentioned this on the Liquor's Pizza episode, but the soundtrack, just incredible. Uh, honorable mentions I have Lady Bird by John Bryan, Blade Runner 2049 by Hans Zimmer and Benjamin Wolfish. Sounds like I'm reading out like the Oscar nominations. Uh, the Shape of Water by Alexandre Platt, which won this year. Um, and a Ghost there. Story by Daniel Hart, which is a great soundtrack. So far. Yeah. Um, shout out to Daniel Hart also underrated king yeah i i hope the lowry stuff because he seems to work with lowry a lot gives him like a little more attention because he's great composer 
Yo, what year was last Blackman in San Francisco? That's 2019, right? Yes, thank you so much. I will now be revising my pick. I have to go through my list. <laughs> All right. Um, 2018. I haven't really picked the 2018 one. I just have a lot written down. <laughs> Do you want to run through them first and then pick one? Yeah. I have A Quiet Place because I think Marco Lertrani's score is really good for that. It is really good. I have A, a Star is Born. I didn't know if what the word was on that i believe that's a soundtrack yeah I, that was it was a little gray area for me i wrote it down regardless bored on okay. the train um <laughs> i had into the spider verse oh that is, is a good a score yeah number 10 right yeah dang and that's one of my top like i know that i have that one set aside because i think it's one of the best ones on here um my next one is suspiria tom york this is the one i thought you were going to go with initially but but it, it has such a mix of like score and soundtrack yeah which makes it hard because that man will just put vocals on anything it's a and finale <laughs> um black Landman, i think has a really good um, yeah it does have a really good score uh black panther obviously budwig and isle of dogs yeah, those are all really good. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, let's see. While you decide, the Oscar for this year was Ludwig Garanson's Black Panther. Black Panther is really good. I honestly want to give it to Into the Spider-Verse, though. Do it. We love creating chaos for unexpected I feel like it, hits. Just, it tied everything. Like, all the artistic aspects of that movie, like, tied in together by the music perfectly. Even, like, the score and the soundtrack. I was just going to say, I think the secret weapon of the score is it fuses with the soundtrack really well, that they can combine elements of the score with the soundtrack. Like the iconic What's Up Danger scene where he jumps off and like finds himself, uh, for a lack of a better phrase, he finds his spider identity, I guess, in the new suit. Um, I'm pretty sure it's mixed with elements of the score as it like he travels to. I think it is we'll the one I always go to, though, is. Um... Is the one where he figures out that his uncle is the prowler? Oh my I god, can always hear I that in my head. <laughs> yeah. I can always hear it in my head. The score there is unreal. Are you haunted by Daniel Pemberton's Into the Spider Verse? A little bit, but obviously, like, I do want to give it to Suspiria as well, just because, like, Codus. No, I think Tom that just, I, just putting music down, it's like. Yeah, Luca, I will say like, you are correct about the lyricism thing. Like he really just does jump into the song and start singing, which is cool for like, Tom York. It'll be like 20 seconds left on the song and then he starts singing. Like, shut up. <laughs> no, never. Never tell Tom to shut up. Shut up, Tom, so that I could say that Tuscaria had the best score <laughs> in 2018. Imagine he like revises it. Like the Stranger Things people, I guess, are like going back into season two to revise something. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, they're um, changing Will's birthday. Yeah. Like, maybe it's just not about it this season. Maybe it's just not that serious. Um, sorry that Will fell off. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so 2019. Uh, I'm going to go with the last Black Man in San Francisco because I think the soundtrack is amazing. 
Um, Emil Moseri is an absolute king who does not miss on any of his scores. Um, I think that the reason I want to include this is that I think it's the most slept on of this year because this was a really good year for movie soundtracks. Um, and I think that the last Black Man in San Francisco kind of came and went. It was not very successful when it was released in theaters, which is disappointing because it's an incredible film. And it's the soundtrack that really like ties everything together in that film for me. Uh, especially just that final sequence, which is incredible. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I love that soundtrack. Rock Fight is such a banger. Rock Fight is such a banger. I feel like everything that happened like the first half an hour was like, it wasn't fun, but it was like the tone was way more lighthearted, I'd say. Mm. And the music was so good during that part. And it blended in so perfectly with the way it was shot and like the set design and everything too. Yeah. And I think the opening scene of that movie is like them, the two main characters on a skateboard together and the way the music builds up to show that scene, which is an incredible sequence, um, is amazing. Mm-hmm. And is another reason why this deserves um, recognition. So I was originally gonna go with Alexandre's Little Woman score, uh, which I think is incredible. Um, just because this was a tough year and I couldn't pick my favorites, I had to go back to things that I listened to the most, which does end up being the score, but Thomas Newman's 1917, Jung Jae's Parasite, uh, Daniel Lopatin's Uncut Gems are all other scores that I was deeply considering, but ultimately did not settle with. Yeah, that was a good year. Yeah, it was a good year. 2019 was a great year for movies. I think it was 2017 and 2019. Like, that was a good time to be a movie person. <laughs> Not for blockbusters, actually. So, <laughs> yeah. Because, like, for some reason, when I think of 2019 blockbusters, I think of Pokemon, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> and I have no That's idea why. Movie. It is a real movie. It's with your favorite A-list, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Fuck you, Ryan Reynolds. Why are you spreading so much hate on today's episode? <laughs> Why are you talking about actors that I don't like? I'm sorry. I was just mentioning what 2019 blockbusters remind me of. All right, we have entered a new decade. So curious what you're going to pick for 2020. Are you curious? Yeah, because I'm low-key going to be offended if you don't pick the one I want. Unless it's like something it's I can obviously Tenet. Oh, thank God. All right. This is a hard one. There were not a lot of movies released in 2020. That is true. But Minari came out this year. I don't remember the Minari score, to be honest. Emil. I know. I remember liking it, but I can't, like, off the top of my head remember it. Tenet, I didn't just, like... (laughs) 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 You know what I mean. Yeah. No, I completely understand. Amazing score. Tenet, I had to go with because we saw it in theaters. It was the only thing I could hear. And I heard it a lot, like very loudly, <laughs> right in my ear. Yeah. Um, so I have a deep appreciation for it. I also think it's just such a good score. Usually I would be like, Chris Nolan being weird. We need a Han score, but I'm happy they went with Ludwig here. I think so too. And I think without Ludwig here, we wouldn't have gotten like two of the best scores in the past two years. 
because the reason Hans didn't do this is I'll mention in a second. But I, yeah, I love the tenant score. I'm in the tenant hive. Um, there's not that many of us, unfortunately, but tenant is good. I know, I really, it's honestly kind of surprising that you're a part of it. I know. Well, I love being chaotic with my movie taste and I stand by it. I think sometimes you have to let people be hot on screen and who cares if things are too complicated. I'm like, why can't, why can't it just be fun? Tenet is not an action movie. It's a sexy rom-com. So wait, between who? <laughs> Rob and John? The protagonist and Neil. Whatever, Rob. Neil. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. And Kenneth Branagh just doing his thing. Uh, the villain role. Yeah, him just being weird and Elizabeth Dedicki just being tall. Kind of everything you need. I'm convinced that's how Christopher Nolan pitched it. He's like, it's a romantic comedy. Elizabeth Debicki's there and she's tall. <laughs> and Kenneth is she there. She towers just... over every single man <laughs> in this movie. Just Kenneth's just doing his weird thing. Um, yeah, it was a great score. I one of those scores that you could really just listen to by itself. Um, the BPM will be like an average of 145 for every song, but I listen to it at the gym it. sometimes. I, I could, yeah, I was just thinking that. Um, also, I want a video of Tom Cruise running to the tenant score because he has the really chaotic run. Um, and also, he has the iconic. It's, it's fast. It's, yeah, it's like a model run. Like, it looks like how a run should look for like an action movie run. Um, is running for his life. I know. Plus, that would be a sequel to his iconic tenant back to the movies thing. Do you remember this? Of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tom Cruise. All right. 2021. I'm going with Dune. Shut up. My runners up were Soul. <laughs> Did you like the Soul soundtrack like that? <laughs> no. Okay. But I liked the part where the, the little guy was, like, stooping through the files. Okay. The music during Terry? that part was very... Yeah, he was up to no good. And the music demonstrated that. <laughs> Oh. Also, Wonder Woman eighty four. That's Tom's, right? I don't know. You came up with the list. I didn't look. The I cannot believe is actively suggesting Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four for any consideration of the best of category. That's impressive. I feel like the Wonder Woman theme is pretty good. The Wonder Woman theme is good. Oh, I think it is Hans. Um. Yeah, and then my last one was out of nowhere possessor oh that's a good one just because that, that one scene in the middle where they where they was possessing like the little you know, visualizer sequence yeah that looks like a perfume commercial. yes it was so scary <laughs> that sound that song ruled yeah oh have you seen crimes of the future yet no okay that is a good score as well um because there's just one really creepy song. Shout out to Cronenbergs. Well. Yeah. Shout out to Canadian representation by a single family. <laughs> um, all right. So am I allowed to say it now? Depends what you're going to say. Well, you already know. I'm going with Dune. Um, oh, obviously... Hans did not do Tenet. This is, I guess this might not be that obvious. Hans didn't do Tenet, so he could do Dune. 
which was supposed to come out pretty soon to Tenet. We were supposed to get both of those in 2020. And then I don't remember what happened, but we just didn't. Um, oh, you're fully thinking. No, the pandemic. The <laughs> pandemic happened and we didn't get <laughs> okay that was an attempt at humor and it, i guess it wasn't received um yeah so those are supposed to come out within, i'm sorry if people don't understand my joke <laughs> they were supposed to come out within like five months of each other but then obviously June, yeah it, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been safe it's and wasn't so top gun also supposed to come out to be this year i know yeah like eight times at one point we need to go and do an episode where we rank the 2020 films that were supposed to come out in 2020 as long as you compile that list and i don't have to do any research i'm in oh my god i know someone's done it on imdb like if you made a 2020 original (laughs) they've helped us for this episode so we can't be dragging them um yeah, I, I yes, I agree. The new mutants would hold such a prominent place on the list. Uh, yeah, I this score is amazing. He invented instruments for it. It won the Oscar. I don't know what else there is to say about it. I think it 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 contains. It helps build the world very well. I think, especially the parts on Arrakis. So, like seventy five percent of the film. Uh, and I just think it's really cool. And the way it ends, I think the music serves as a very important part of like that cliffhanger that I think works very well. Um, and he's back. I can't really hear it in my head. Can you do the vocals? No, but I will say for a reference, <laughs> may I suggest the ancient lamentation music from Zack Snyder's Justice League? Um, because they, they harness similar energy. This is futuristic lamentation voice, if you will. Uh, but I think it's called Speaking my. Speaking of Leeds. harnessing energy, did you see that Ezra Miller's on the run? Yes, I don't want to talk about that because I don't fully know what's happening, and every time I see it, I don't get how he hasn't been caught. If they know he's holding people <laughs> hostage, why not? It's the yeah. Flash. Get out! <laughs> I actually like a serious question. Do you think they're gonna release the Flash? Planning on it like a week ago. I'm wondering if they're gonna just put it on a streaming service instead. Like we're gonna release this movie that not that many people want to see, and then when yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it's a very odd situation. Um, it's one of like the times where, like, I forget that film film updates is not a parody account because sometimes they tweet things that I'm like, this has to fully be a joke, and then it's not. Um, and yeah, but he's been trending on Twitter every day for like three months. Yeah, no, it's not great. Anyway, Dune, Dune is my choice of this year. Um, I love how you began that by speaking of harnessing energy, which I don't remember saying in relation to the Dune soundtrack. Um, Dune soundtrack is great. He's doing it again for part two. If new instruments will be invented, we'll see. Also, like, he's an engineer, which is cool. Inventing new instruments is very cool. Obviously. Um, 2022, what have you got for the final? Oh, wait. What are your... Yeah, apologies. 
I only had two for this one. Um, Power of the Dog by Johnny Greenwood. And now that I see it, I regret not going with Daniel Hart's The Green Knight because the Green Knight score is amazing. And similar to the Dune score, like that final song is so pivotal, in my opinion. Um, And also, never forget, I was going through our Twitter DMs and you sent me a review of someone saying the end of The Green Knight is anticlimactic, which is... So interesting, an interesting accusation to say you, the least. You can't really climax harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. It's it's a whole person's yeah, life. You went back four far. minutes, huh? You went back far. <laughs> I mean, 2021 was like a weird, a weird year. I feel like because like I'm looking looking at the summer movie season that year it was it was not popping at all because so many things were delayed to this year. Uh, but I still feel like this summer movie season is weird too. I'm going to uh, say it, and I will never say it again, but you didn't give Marvel enough credit here. But wait, let me guess. Avengers Endgame, the Alan Silvestri score for Endgame is unreal. Uh, yeah. The Shang-Chi score, or whatever, however you say that, is fire. I don't remember either. Oh, fuck you. Damn. Joel P. West is mentioned for short term 12. Um, that's another thing that you notice really, really He's easily. a good composer. Yeah, is that the director composer collab is like quite common. More common than I like I would initially expect, even for like Indian movies. Like Joel P. West, I get it, though. Glass Castle. No, it would make sense. Yeah. Because um, music is such a pivotal part, too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, Joe Kaczynski is just like, vibing finding his place have you seen spiderhead yet no okay i've had enough miles teller for the year (laughs) miles teller if you're listening i hate you stop this episode's (laughs) gonna get taken down for hate comments um i'm not i'm not giving hateful comments i'm just saying i hate (laughs) yeah to be fair his top gun performance is good no, no, and I'm mad about it. For 2022, will you be mentioning Harold Faltermeyer, Lady Gaga's, and Hans Zimmer's Top Gun Maverick score? Funny that you mentioned that. I will be mentioning their score. Is that your pick? No, it's not. Oh. Batman is obviously my pick. Okay, I was curious about this. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the, the Batman score is like perfect. You know, it's a fun journey listening to i think it's called the batman at night walking alone it will make you feel like you're about to get jumped by batman if that's ever what you desire the silence is indicating that that's not but it is an interesting like walking in a city at night and listening to that soundtrack which is basically like a tune for a city at night it's quite cool i'm gonna reach out to you more often okay make sure everything's okay when are you listening to this soundtrack? Like 11 in the morning? I listen to it when I go to bed. Because I want my dreams to be weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not commenting on that. But this I is want Zoe and Robert in my dreams. And Paul. <laughs> what about Colin? And fat Colin. Stop. That that's like one of the hardest I've ever seen. Just like casual makeup and design go. It's insane. 
It's this just so funny that after Yang came out the same weekend. I know. It was just like, oh, this is also Colin Farrell. Yeah. Man has range. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I also think it's the most soundtracky soundtrack of this year, if that makes sense. They're the only two I have. The, the Top Gun one. The Top Gun one is basically just bells and an electric guitar riff. Yeah, and also a lot of it's recycled from from the original film. Um, I would like to interject. I wouldn't know because I'm not a stan. Oh, okay. So sorry. Interject, please. Um, Ludwig's turning red score is incredible. And Loki, I prefer it to Batman. No offense to the, the bat heads out there. What are Batman stands called? Citizens. The bat. Fans of the Batman <laughs> 2022. Um, yeah, I really, really like the turning red score. I really, really like the everything everywhere all at once score as well. Um, it's just quite long. There's like 50 songs on it. That's why but, I didn't put it. I didn't really want to listen to it again. <laughs> so no, it's it's the entire to... thing. <laughs> well, I need to get the full, full idea. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So just to run everyone through our list. 20, 2010, Tron Legacy. 2011, Melancholia. 2012, Cloud Atlas. 2013, The Wind Rises. 2014, Interstellar. 2015, Mad Max Fury Road. 2016, The Handmaiden, 2017, Phantom Thread, 2018, Into the Spider-Verse, 2019, Last Black Man in San Francisco, 2020, Tenet, 2021, Dune, and finally, 2022, The Batman. Kayvon, how do we feel about this list? You had some suspects, for sure, for sure, obvious. What? <laughs> no, Spencer, not even on an honorable mentionable uh, honorable mention list is I would slap you if you were here. I don't listen to the Spencer score like I do the Power of the Dogs. You should because it's chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry for offending you. I think you're more offended than Johnny would be, given that he has the most defining soundtrack of 2017. Which obviously our list is 100% objective because I yeah. disagree. It's fact. <laughs> That's what objective means. <laughs> <laughs> My jokes have not been hitting with the crowd tonight, aka you. Um, Sorry, I'm tired. No, yeah. So this is very subjective in our list. Um, a lot of good list. It's a good list. There's just a lot of good things. Obviously, the ones that we mentioned. Um, and, yeah, I think that... I, th- I think Tenet, Dune, and the Batman is already very promising for three years into this decade. Um, I agree. Yeah, so excited to see what happens. Do you think the Batman will... It will be nominated for an Oscar, right? For best score. Definitely. They, yeah. People love that as a score. It is a good score. It's also so long, too, to be complaining about everything ever all at once. That's true. I'm looking now to see. Oh, you bitch. What? You didn't include a hidden life. That score rules, too. I was debating, but then I was like, I only really or listened to I the lost first my two body. Songs. Yeah, you're just a very I lost good my body has score. an unreal score. It's such a good score. You also didn't I'm include... Like, the clapping and singing around the fire from Portrait of Lady on Fire. 
<laughs> I would love to, but that would be going again. You also you haven't seen Shame, have you? Is that the Steve McQueen one? Yeah. No, I'm not. Did you also come up with a list for the odd years, just to like call me out? No, I didn't. I'm going through my playlist. I'm going through my oh, playlist. Right uh, now. It's like you're jumping to many different years at once. Yeah, I, that's what we I'm saying. Won't. We can't capture everything. We only have one movie to pick. I'm sorry. Also, No Time to Die was good. There was like a there was a list. There were honorable mentions. Okay, Vaughn. Can't spend all the time mentioning honorable mentions. Anyway, you can yell at me in my own time. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Kayvon, for joining. Um, this is a cool concept. We should do more things like this. Uh, when we do casting, it'll just be Allison every year, the past 12 years. Um, no, but I think it'd be interesting to do actor and actress because obviously, as we learned with the Oscar winners of this category and what we picked, very, very different things. Um, any final thoughts on music? I have no final thoughts on music. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you can follow me at Cobbagelinus on Instagram or Twitter or both. Uh, and check out my writing at cobbagereviews.com. Kayvon is on Twitter and it's Phantom Threads because his tag is easy is to remember Phantom now. Threads. With two S's, I believe. So true. Yeah. Um, some would say a reference to some would say a reference to Paul Thomas Anderson's Phantom Thread perhaps Um, it's a little bit of wordplay if you will (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway you can find him there thank you guys for tuning in we will be back soon with the first potentially in person recorded episode between us which is very exciting And, and I it's something that he didn't know about until on air because that's the theme of today's episode is shocking revelations. Thank you guys and we will see you in two weeks. Peace out.